Hello guys, gals, and everyone in between, and welcome to The Right Podcast. Uh, Once again, I am your intrepid and unorganized host, Harry, and I am very excited to be continuing on this journey, expedition, endeavor with you. Just pick a word and we'll go with it. Uh, So quick update, I filmed last week in the dining room of my house when no one else was home, so it was very, very quiet, um, and I didn't have my parents running around or, you know... Uh, any kind of noise going on but this week everybody is home i can't film in my room because i live in the attic and i have a bunch of fans because it is a good 80 degrees up there right now without it and i am a baby and i can't do anything above a solid 75. um so we are outside in my family's screened in porch uh, where all of the cats eat and like to congregate so if you hear some meows or some other cat-like noises or maybe even a dog bark just please go with it. I live on a farm in the middle of the country, uh, so we will probably have a lot of visitors while we're doing this. But today, I wanted to talk about characters. So character building, um, all the good stuff that goes along with characters, diving into them, figuring out their backstory. Um, So this is going to be a segment I'm going to call Character Chapter XYZ. Uh, So this is the first episode, first chapter of the character saga. And today we're just going to kind of establish some basics about character and some good kind of first things to start considering when you are looking at developing a character. As we move through, we're going to go into some more kind of not deeper, but just kind of take a deeper dive into characters and how to kind of better build them. Um, So this is going to cover some broader things and then we're going to dive into a couple of them as we continue throughout. But as always, if you have any questions, you can ask me them on my Instagram or the right podcast. And if you want to write longer form questions, you can send them to the email, which is rightpodcast at gmail.com. So to begin, we're going to start with just a main character versus a side character. So again, these are the basics. So some of you who have been writing for a while are going to be like, girl, I know. Um, But we're going to just start with those and then kind of work our way up. Uh, So a main character is someone who is more vital to the story than perhaps a side character. Of course, right? Um, So, for example, in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter is obviously the main character. He's a titular character. And somebody like Tom the innkeeper, um, who is, I think, the innkeeper of... The Leaky Cauldron. Yes, I forgot for a second. Uh, Tom is going to be not even really a side character. He's kind of a blip. You know, there's different types of side characters, different types of main characters. Um, of course, those are two very opposite kind of ideas. So we've got, you know, Harry, the lead titular character, and Tom, who appears in like maybe two chapters throughout the whole thing. Um, but let's say we have like Hermione Granger or Dumbledore versus uh, Dobby, you know, Crab or Goyle, or even Draco. Just any of the Slytherins, they're kind of more side characters. Uh, so the main characters, again, are more vital to the story. Their wants and their needs are going to be what drives the story versus the side characters who might play a role in them either getting their wants or their needs or just kind of make the story interesting, but don't really have a lot of weight on how it goes, if that makes sense. Um, So, for example, again, Harry Potter. Harry controls the entire story. It is what he does that 
drives the story forward, what he wants that drives the story forward. Whereas somebody like uh, Jenny, maybe, I don't know why I keep thinking of women for kind of more side characters, but Jenny, we'll go with her. Um, she plays an important role in the story, obviously starting in the second book and continuing throughout the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. Um, she starts to play really big, important role in the story. Um, but she does not change much of it, right? And we don't see much of it through her eyes. That's the other thing with the main character. Typically, when you're looking at a point of view, you're going to see a lot of things through the main character's point of view. Uh, so another example in the Grishaverse, Lee Bardugo's um, hit series, hit sagas, um, we see a lot of everything through Alina's eyes. I'm reading the Shadow and Bone trilogy right now, so that's the only reason I'm like drawing it on Alina. But we see a lot of it through Alina's eyes. Um, obviously, we have her point of view, but even in like a third-person point of view, you're gonna look more towards the main character's POV. So, uh, for example, again, the Merciless, uh, I believe, is just seen through a third-person point of view, but it is mainly through the main character Sophie's eyes. I could be very wrong. It's been a hot minute since I read The Merciless, um, so forgive me if I'm just like completely out of left field. In fact, I think I might be. Um, but again, disorganized host. Here we go. So to shorten a point that I've already made way, way, way too long, way too long, the point of view and the story is going to revolve around the character and kind of their wants and their needs. Similarly, um, the more realistic characters or the characters who like cast more of a shadow and are more contradictory to themselves are going to be the main characters. So there's a lot of depth in those main characters, a lot to study, a lot to look at, uh, and those characters are going to stand the most out and feel the most real. Whereas the side characters start to get a little more stereotypical, sometimes even just like generic humans. Uh, so for example, we see a lot of again, like difference and contradiction via Harry and Hermione and Ron, definitely Ron. <laughs> Ron is definitely somebody you know, as he kind of evolves and grows, he is just a, a little baby. Uh, and he's probably somebody that you've met or interacted with in your real day-to-day -day life. Whereas we kind of move down the list and we get into uh, like Draco, let's go back to Draco. Um, Draco was stereotypical rich boy, stereotypical uh, <laughs> high and mighty rich boy, stereotypical uh, Slytherin kid. So we start to see more of that kind of generic side move out. Draco isn't, of course, the best example because there is some kind of interest and some like mixing and digging you can do with his character, especially in the movies. Um, but then again, you know, we continue on and we look at the more basic characters. Um, Bellatrix was strange. She's definitely a side character. I love her. Love Helena Bottom Carter. I would die for Helena Bottom Carter. But Bellatrix is definitely more of a side character and does get at that example of less dichotomy, less um, realistic, less casting a shadow, if you will. Uh, so which brings me to another <laughs> quick point. Um, characters that cast a shadow are, again, contradictory to themselves. They feel realistic, they have realistic mannerisms, um, they dress in a realistic way, and just overall seem to be leaping off the page. Um, that's kind of what I mean by casting a shadow, because real humans cast a shadow, and so we feel, or a good way to kind of say a character is more quote-unquote realistic is to just say they cast a shadow. Uh, my creative writing professor definitely uses that, um, and I have come to really love it and enjoy it. So I just take it with me wherever I go, and I use that in all my writing. Um, so that's, again, just like a very quick 
I say quick, very drawn out, <laughs> but quick version of the main characters versus the side characters. Main character is going to be more vital to the story, whether it's, you know, having them around just propels the story. The story revolves around their needs or their wants. And they are going to um, be a little more realistic and cast more of a shadow. Side characters, however, leave room to just be stereotypical, generic, um, and kind of fade in and out. So you, again, you'll see the main character throughout the entire story, and a side character you kind of won't. So there are other important things to consider when looking at characters. Um, again, this is going to lead a little more into main characters. So you'll have like, you know, it starts off with basic things you should know about all of your characters and then moves into these are important to know for a lot of your characters, but really you can save these for like, you know, the 10 that you really, really need to focus on. So again, important things to consider. Um, your character's appearance is going to be a big one. What do they look like? How do they walk? How do they talk? Um, how do they interact with others? What do they wear? Uh, what do they like to eat? Maybe for appearance, I'm not 100% sure, you know. Um, but yeah, so dress, clothing, stature, um, what, the, what does their hair look like, etc. You need to have a clear picture of your character in your mind when you are first kind of thinking about them and writing about them. Uh, and you need to, yeah, you just need to be able to see them. And your audience should be able to kind of get a picture of them as well. But I personally always like to leave a little room for interpretation, um, which I will get to later. I am going to spend time talking about, you know, these basic things that I cover in this little section. Um, but yeah, appearance is vital, very, very important. Uh, and it can tell you a lot about the character and how they kind of interface with others as well. Another thing to consider is going to be their traits. So are they extroverted or introverted? Are they intelligent, well-read, or are they a little more on the dumb side? Um, are they nice? Do they have really good morals? Are they mean, kind of catty, uh, etc. All that good stuff. So personality traits like that, again, are going to be very, very important to just kind of building that basic character for all of them. You have to be able to kind of detail and see how they interact with each other, um, with themselves, with the world around them, just so you get a very good handle on them in certain types of situations. Uh, you know, you don't have to have like a specific pinpoint for like every single trait for a character and they don't have to lean you know towards one specific way or not so for example like extroverted versus introverted you don't have to have characters that are black and white extroverted introverted you can have characters that maybe act a little more introverted but do like to talk to people and do like to be around others you can have characters that are ambiverts you can have extroverted introverts or introverted extroverts whatever you'd like um again characters kind of need to cast a shadow and not everybody is going to be you know morally good or morally bad your villains tend to be a little more bad <laughs> um in general oh there's a car hold on and there it goes oh it's a truck there might be a dog barking in a second be ready oh oh okay um i'm sorry my dog likes to bark at people that drive down the road without his permission and everyone drives down the road without his permission so it's kind of a gambling game anyway so it's important to look at characters and note that everybody has good traits everybody has bad traits um your villains maybe you're gonna have more like black and white like bad <laughs> all bad all bad things you know um lord war lord blah, 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 blah. lord voldemort has all bad traits like there's not a good thing about this man he's awful he's horrible um 
The same thing can be said again. We're going to go back to Lee Bardugo for the Darkling. Uh, the Darkling doesn't really have good traits. He's just kind of a bad boy who wants to control everything um, and take over everything and be the king of everything. You know, what a, what a good Slytherin. What a good representation for the Slytherins to have. Um, but your realistic characters, your kind of more main characters, and even the more interesting villains do have some gray area. You know, your good characters can't be all good and your bad characters can't always be all bad. Another important thing to consider is going to be backstory. So again, this is important for a lot of characters, but vital, absolutely vital for your main characters. Um, so looking at their education, where they come from, what their family was like, uh, what they've gone through in their life, like important things, vital things, things that maybe have changed them uh, in the past. These are very important to look at in terms of backstory, uh, not only for themselves, but also for their relationship with other people. So if these people are meeting for the first time, you know, then there can be a little less backstory there. But if they have known each other for a long time, it is very important to have a handle on their backstory, at least to go off of. So for example, uh, I have two characters, M and Leo. They dated for uh, quite a while, I'd say about a year and a half, maybe two years. And um, they broke up because they just were not great together. Um, or so they thought... Uh, they had some issues going on that they neither of them really wanted to address, uh, but they broke up and it was kind of tricky because M was working as a waitress at the place that Leo's parents own. Uh, so M had to go find a new job and had to go, uh, I think, find pretty much a new everything and Leo like didn't. Um, so this has colored their relationship a lot. They had a cat together. M really loves the cat, really wanted the cat. Leo didn't really care about the cat too too much until they broke up and then he was like but I want the cat and I'm just kind of took the cat so <laughs> there's a lot going on with them and their backstory um as well as just you know how they met what they're like together important things that have kind of defined them um but again that's for two characters that were together for a while um so it and that plays a very important role in the story it's good to know the backstory for all of your characters but maybe if the whole thing doesn't revolve around their backstory, you don't need to spend as much time on it as you would, again, like Em and Leo. It revolves around them trying to find the cat <laughs> that Leo didn't want that Em took. Um, so it really, again, colors the story and kind of gives it a different flavor. So again, important things to consider when talking about characters and kind of first building them, appearance, traits, and backstory. These can change. These are not like set in stone. The minute you write them, they can't be altered. Uh, I often find myself changing how tall a character actually is, or I forget that, you know, Avery has brown eyes instead of blue, uh, or I, you know, decide that they went to a different college halfway through writing. Um, so these are malleable. They're flexible. Just make sure you go back and change it. <laughs> so there are a lot of ways to find out about the kind of above things I've mentioned. So their vitality to the story, what they want, what they look like, traits, backstory, all that good stuff. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple ways to kind of find these and I will kind of draw these out later on as well. But here are just some general ways to kind of go in and locate certain traits, things about your character. Uh, so number one, think on it. Just think about it. <laughs> this is like my favorite way to find traits, mannerisms, even like clothes that they wear um just kind of ruminate on it think about it I often like to kind of go to bed a little early when I'm not super tired you know I'm still a little bit awake lay down and just think about the current piece that I'm working on just think about you know what they look like think about their backstory even um 
and just ruminate on it. Like, let it marinate around, and then I'll think of something. I'll decide on something, maybe. Say, that sounds good, or that sounds bad. Um, And yeah, just think on it. You know, you can do this anywhere. You can do this when you're driving. I do this all the time. I turn on... (laughs) A Harry Potter audiobook that I've listened to a million times already, and I just think, and I just let, um, I just let, you know, the story of Harry Potter wrap me up. Uh, I also, you know, the shower, great place to think about stuff. Um, so just find a place, a way that you can think about it and ruminate on it. There's also, um, the option of just writing. Writing is often the way that I find out stuff the best. Uh, so for example, I was writing a specific character. I had no idea what his parents did. I just knew that they were pompous and had kind of raised him to be a little pompous. Um, And so as I was writing, he told my main character that his mother owns an antique store. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know why it made sense. But in that moment, I said, yeah, yeah, Atticott's mom owns an antique store. And that's just who she is. And that's just how it goes. Um, Later on, I was writing as well. And the character just kind of said that he knew this other character's parents. They were like old friends, you know, he had watched her grow up and whatever. And I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense and I can use that. (laughs) And so I just kind of went with it. So writing is definitely the best way to kind of open yourself up to discovering those things. It's not the easiest thing. It kind of sucks at first when you're like, I don't know anything about these people. I don't know what they like. I don't know what they do. Uh, But once you kind of get the feel for it and just start writing, um, it will definitely help. Again, it's not set in stone once you write it. If you write that a character, uh, I don't know, went to Oxford. Let's just say that. You write that a character went to Oxford, and then later on you discover that they didn't go to Oxford. They went to, you know, Kenyon College in Ohio. That's fine. Go back and change it. Go back and fix it. Again, not set in stone. The most common way to um, kind of find traits Uh, backstory and appearance things on your characters are going to be questionnaires. So writer questionnaires, even actor questionnaires can really help with this. They're just big long lists of questions that you can and maybe should consider when you are looking at developing characters. Um, There's a ton of questions on there. There's going to be like, what's your full name? Are you named after anything? What's your favorite flower? What's your favorite article of clothing? What are you most afraid of? What is the one thing you never want to happen to you ever? What is the one thing you regret most? So it's going to start off fairly easy and then it's just going to get into some hardball questions that you like never even want to consider about yourself. And then now you have to like think about them for a real character. Uh, So they're really helpful. Um, They're going to be, like I said, super long. There are some that are over 100 questions and you don't have to consider every single question right you can look at every question and maybe think about it ruminate on it but you don't have to have an answer to every question nor does the answer to every question have to come up in your writing later so if you know the question is like can you play an instrument and you're like yeah she can play violin uh but you know the opportunity never presents itself to play viol for her to play violin don't get mad about that that's fine you can work that trait into other things about her as well um like let's say the character was a ballerina. Uh, let's say, you know, they walk with a certain grace. They stand very tall. Um, they're drawn to a certain type of clothing. Again, there's little things that you can work in there that kind of lend to the character being a ballerina or a ballet dancer without ever having to kind of go in and explicitly show that they were a ballet dancer. So some examples of questionnaires that you can use, um, 
I did a Google search, so you can just kind of Google question, like questions from building a character, character questionnaires, and a lot will pop up. They're pretty good. Um, my favorite is going to be Gotham Writing Workshop. Uh, so this is a big writing workshop that does a lot with different types of writing. They have um, a book, they have, well, a narrative and fiction book. I think they have a poetry book, playwriting as well. Um, so you can kind of grab from there. It's on there, going to be on their website. They have several. They have like theirs and then another one that is also theirs but a collaboration with something else um it's free you can just print it out uh here comes a truck hold on a second uh, if you hear dog barking i'm sorry um but you can just print it out answer it um you can select what you like in the list once you've printed it out and just kind of go from there i've used this a couple times both for characters i'm creating oh okay we're good we're good they had permission this time it's okay um <laughs> You can, so I've used these for characters that I am creating in the moment. I've used them for characters I've played in terms of like in a play. Um, so they have multiple purposes, but they're really good, again, for just like starting off building a character. At the very least, the first 10 questions will give you an idea of basic things you have to know about the character in order to start writing. There's also um, one on freelancewriting.com that was very good. Uh, it did a similar job with the Gotham where it started off really easy and then kind of grew into these behemoth heavy-handed questions um so again really good one to use that also comes with like a blog post as well about uh like creating characters and writing characters so another good resource tumblr also has a million an absolute million um i think they use them mainly for like fan fiction type purposes um or they might you know use certain like pairings or tropes uh and those are useful as well um, they're again, sometimes a little more for fan fiction purposes, but they do help. <laughs> uh, I personally believe that fan fiction is a way a lot of people get into writing and kind of develop and hone their writing skills. So I think it's a good thing. Um, but they will have other things that are like, you know, just questions about food or just questions about fashion, TV, um, trauma, things that make them happy, things like that. Um, so those are great things to kind of go into and look at. Another really fun one that I did not write down, but I do want to mention, um, I like to sort some of my characters when they need to get a better like handle on just kind of their general personality. So for M and Leo, specifically for Leo, because I kind of had a good idea about M, um, but I had no clue about Leo because he's a man um, and I'm horrible at writing male characters. It's fine. Um, I went in and I just like typed in like Harry Potter sorting hat quiz. I didn't do the Pottermore one because I already have like a million Pottermore accounts. So I just found one on, I think, Playbuzz or something. And I took it. And Leo was, oh, I think he might have been a Slytherin. But like personally, he identifies as a Ravenclaw because he's that type of dude. Um, but it gave me a good handle just on Leo as a character and kind of going through and writing Leo and furthering, or f continuing to further build out his character. I did the same for M. Um, M was, I think, a Hufflepuff, which is very correct. Um, in the play I wrote as well with just four women on stage, I have sorted all of them too. Uh, I've got two Slytherins and I believe two Hufflepuffs. I can't remember right now in this exact moment. No, I've got a Slytherin, two Hufflepuffs, and a Ravenclaw, like a Ravenclaw-Slytherin combo. Georgian's a split. Um, but yeah, it's a great, first, first of all, it's fun. It's kind of fun to think about like your character and 
just where they would fit in that scenario, but it's also really great to just kind of get a good handle on the character. Um, if you cannot tell, I grew up on Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter very much. Um, it's kind of colored my reading style recently um, and just, again, the rest of my life. I just, I love it very much. So there are other important things to consider as well. These are things that I'm going to cover a little more in depth. Um, in fact, the first one is probably going to be the next chapter in this series because it's my favorite thing about writing and about creating new characters and it is naming characters. I love naming characters. I could do it all day. Um, it's my favorite thing. This was originally going to be the first episode in this podcast, but then I decided to kind of introduce myself a little more before I like yeeted into names. Um, so I love naming characters. Names are very vital when you're looking at characters because they're also vital when you're naming a new human. You know, parents don't just like Google like cool baby names uh, and then find like Aaliyah on the list and they're like Aaliyah works. Um, Aaliyah is a great name. I'm not dissing the name Aaliyah. Um, but you don't just often think of the first name that comes to mind with no consideration for it. Um, names for characters and for babies take a lot more time and thought. Um, I'll, again, I'll dive more into that later, but um, names are my favorite. I have a Google Doc with uh, just like a list, a list of names um, that I can just pull up whenever I need to and like scroll through it and just find a name. Uh, I often will like look up different meanings if I'm going for something specific. Um, I usually let kind of the surname <laughs> dictate the meaning and try to find cool, unique surnames. But also I'm not trying to like name somebody like I don't. I really can't think of a, a crazy last name and first name combo right now. Um, but, you know, combining two really wild first names, you know, like Benedict Cumberbatch, um, is just not <laughs> always a great rule of thumb. Again, no flack to Benedict Cumberbatch. Love the man. But um, maybe you shouldn't give your character such a complicated name. Um, so, again, names, my favorite thing. I'll talk more about those in the next episode. So I will stop myself. Uh, it's also really important to consider their goals and what they want this is actually probably the most important thing to your entire story because it dives into the major dramatic question. Um, what your character wants and what they need and what they're searching for is super, super important to the story as it will drive the entire story. Uh, so to go back to the Grishaverse as an example, um, the books differ depending on what Alina wants or what Alina thinks she needs. Um, so the entire first book is her kind of First of all, wanting to find this middle ground and wanting to adjust between like Grisha life versus like the regular um, human life she thought she was leading. The second one kind of dives more into her wanting to take power back from the Darkling and, uh, sorry, spoilers, <laughs> take the power back from the Darkling and dives a teensy bit into her finding the third amplifier. The third book, of course, is her finding the third amplifier uh, and her kind of real want to do that. And again, to defeat the Darkling, take power back from the Darkling, because why? We hate him. Um, Merciless, to pull up another recent example, um, the entire book pretty much revolves around um, Sophie trying to kind of fit in and wanting to find like a tribe and a group of friends to belong to. Uh, and the... Uh, the girls, I don't think they have like a name, but I don't want to call them the plastics or the heathers, but like the plastics slash heathers slash Christian-y girls um, wanting to quote unquote fix, quote unquote exercise Brooklyn and uh, kind of see what's wrong with her. 
So, again, those kind of drive the story. So what your character wants is going to shape everything. It's going to shape how they go about getting it. It's going to shape who they get to know while they're doing it and a number of things. Uh, so to use one of my own examples, Em and Leo are trying desperately to find the cat again. Uh, the cat is named Kitty, by the way. And so their desperate need and their desperate search to find Kitty like alters the story. Whereas, you know, if they wanted to... I'm sorry, it's so windy. Um, <laughs> okay, there we go. Whereas if, you know, the story was about... Leo and M wanting to get back together or wanting to open up like a restaurant together or something. Cause that's something that I think they do want to do. Um, it would be completely different. Um, this is very important to have again, cause it drives the story and it gives the reader something to root for and something to want for. So it allows the reader to kind of follow along and gives the character something to shoot for. Otherwise they're kind of wandering around aimlessly. Another important thing to consider is any kind of internal conflict that the character is going through. So whether it's, you know, trying to figure out if they're good or if they're bad, or, you know, they really want to eat this piece of cake, but they really need to be healthier. And so they don't like carrots, but they're thinking about just eating carrots, even though they really want the cake. Um, it could even be something as like relatable as, or minute as, um, them really struggling with expressing their emotions, expressing their opinions, expressing their feelings um, in kind of a stressful trying time. So internal conflict is going to give the goals something that stands in their way because otherwise the character is going to say, I really want to uh, make like the best grilled cheese in the world. Um, but they have a fear of stoves, maybe. Um, and so they have to work to overcome that because otherwise they would like go and they would get the bread, the butter, um, the cheese, they'd make a really good grilled cheese and it'd be great. But if they're afraid of stoves, um, and knives and, uh, maybe they're lactose intolerant as well or vegan, Ooh, that'd be interesting. Um, see, there are things that kind of stand in the way. So their internal conflict, you know, is like, I'm terrified of stoves. I don't like stoves. I don't know why, but I don't like them. Um, but I need a stove in order to make this grilled cheese and I have to work past my fear of stoves. I have to work past my fear of knives because I'm going to have to cut the butter. Um, oh, also I like, and maybe lactose intolerant. So do I like get cheese or do I not get cheese? Do I really try to make this grilled cheese or do I just like let it die? So again, internal conflicts give them something to kind of run into roadblocks to hit on their way to achieving their goal. Cause it's not super fun if they just like start and then achieve their goal. So that's it. <laughs> that's all the notes I have. Thank you for joining me. It was a little long-winded and I'm sorry about that, but hopefully you learned a little something before we dive into um, chapter two of characters, which is going to center around naming, uh, maybe getting in a little bit of appearance as well, since they're like fairly important. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me and putting up with one, the wind, um, two, the blinds hitting everything, and uh, three, my dog Cooper, not barking at anything for once, which is very concerning. Um, yes, his name is Cooper. Um, I'm guessing he's going to be the co-host. He is sitting on the porch uh, sleeping, not doing a very good job of being a guard dog, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, thank you all for joining me. I hope that you enjoyed this and I look forward to seeing y'all again next week when we talk about names and appearance. Uh, again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at the right podcast on Instagram or to email me uh, just write podcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions y'all have. 
And I also wanted to propose something as well before I leave and completely forget about it. So I was considering, once we finish this kind of saga on characters, maybe reading aloud a story that I wrote for y'all, um, giving y'all the chance to A, critique it, B, ask questions about it, um, C, just like hear what it sounds like. Um, this will give me another chance to reread it and find parts that are lacking and give me a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth opinion on it as well. Um, it'll be something that I, you know, is very character-based, kind of draws in on things I'm talking about specifically with character. Um, I would do the same thing if there was a setting chapter, POV chapter, anything like that. Um, but let me know what y'all think about that. Uh, you can do that on my on my Instagram, in an email, whatever y'all would like to. Uh, and if you would like to send anything in for critique or to be read over the airwaves, uh, I am happy to do that as well. But until next week, I hope y'all are happy, healthy, and staying safe. And I look forward to talking to y'all again. Bye.